When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabassi, and we are here on an historic night. There are times in history where you remember where you were. 9-11, where you were when when Chris Farley passed away. I remember where I was. Same with Jerry Garcia. We remember Marion Hosa's first game as a Blackhawk in November of 2009. And tonight, Chris Neal night in Ottawa. (laughs) This is one of these nights, hockey fans, you'll never forget. Yes. When good old number 25 went up to the Raptors. 25. And Ottawa Senators legend because he played a lot of games with them. Same number of people that were in the building for the ceremony. (laughs) Exactly. All 86 people in the stands cheered. Uh, oh Lord! Well, you, you went some... zero to one thousand <laughs> on that uh, on that opening. It's a memorable day. It, you know what it is. You can never forget it. <laughs> That's right. Can never I'm not allowed to. It. And the Blackhawks and Senators combined for almost as many goals as Chris Neal scored in his career. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, look, this is a tank loss. Uh, that's for sure. But hey, when we look at the big picture and we look at the deadline uh, coming, this four three overtime win by the Blackhawks in Ottawa. Uh, has a lot of significance. Patrick Kane looked like Patrick Kane again. He had two goals. Yeah. Sam Lafferty with another shorty. Another fantastic game by Jake McCabe. It's unfortunate that this performance didn't come against Toronto yeah. with all eyes on the Blackhawks. But scouts are at all these games watching. And I was listening to 32 Thoughts today. Elliot Friedman said Patrick Kane needs one of those Patrick Kane games to ease the minds of teams trading for him. Yep. This was it. This was vintage Patrick Kane. The first time he has scored more than one goal in a game since, was it February 25th? Almost a full calendar year. Yeah. Yep. Between, so, uh, great game for Patrick Kane. And look, people on, on Twitter are saying, like, yeah, you guys are bagging on Kane. No, we're not. Stating facts. We're watching the games and telling you what we see. And tonight, right. he was significantly better. All yeah. it took was to be on the, the same ice surface as Alex Dabrinkit <laughs> again to get him to score goals. Yep. It doesn't know. even matter if he's on the same team. It was just the aura that is Alex Dabrinkit got Kane's hip feeling good and scoring two goals. So thank you, Alex Dabrinkit. Well, the the path forward is clear then. Uh, you have to re-sign Dabrinkit this summer. You have to. Would he come here without Kane? That's not the question I asked. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the ultimate, like, like boss move. You trade you trade Dabrinkit, you get Kevin Korchinski, and then you sign Dabrinkit back the next offseason. It's not going to happen. It'd be pretty nice. But it'd be, it'd be fun. Yeah. Be like, no now we got them both. Happening. 
Now, now nobody can sit here and compare the stats of Korchinski to Debrinkit because they're on the same team. There you go. Mongo says, why does Kane wake up in Ottawa? Is it the air, the food? No, Ottawa sucks. <laughs> that's, uh, I think, that's, that's I think it's got more it. to do with the defense they play in Ottawa or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. This and was, what, the ninth straight win that the Blackhawks have had over the Senators? Yep. They, they're pretty good against them. Yeah. I mean... I think most teams have pretty good track records against Ottawa. They're they're, they're a franchise that just retired the jersey of Chris <laughs> Neal. So I mean, no disrespect to Chris Neal. No, he was a tough guy. It's he was fine. hard to play against. Yeah. Good, nice player. If he played a thousand games for the Blackhawks, I bet you we'd still see his jerseys at the United Center. He's he's a guy that the three hundred level would love. But yes, but just because you were there a long time doesn't mean you should get your jersey retired. I guess when you don't have a super long history and you haven't won a Stanley Cup, thirty something years they've been in the league. Got to do well. They don't this have is good their, history. Let's put it that way. This is their thirtieth year, I believe. Yeah. 92, 93. So they had to look around and say, who do we retire? Alexei Yashin went out kind of, that whole thing was a little bit rocky the whole time. You know, who else is there? There, Alfredson? We were looking, Mario and I were looking We went through the deep dive because we were like, where does Chris Neal actually rank in Senator's history? Is he retired? He's not, but he probably will be because he's the all-time leader in games played. Well, that makes sense to retire him first. Yeah, him. Uh, he has one thousand one hundred seventy-nine. This is the OTWA Senators podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, well, I mean, really though, this is um, this is the, I, I I usually a game a game like this, I'd be pissed about the, about them winning and screwing up the tank, whatever. Eh. But I really do think Kane having a game like this is significant and important um, because the way he's played lately, it's been bad, and to see that he still has this in him is good. And I think the two points won slash lost, however you want to look at it, in this game probably overall will help more than they hurt because you needed to see this from him, and the league needed yes. to see this from him. Yes, this was this was a performance he needed to have. Um, it wouldn't hurt uh, the trade speculations and rumors if he would have another one like this in the next couple of games. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see. Um, I mean, he, this is this is still Patrick Kane, whether he's hurt or not. Um, I mean, he, I think he is hurt, but the severity of it, whatever it might be, the quality of teammates he's played with all season. Um, if you're asking for the the the, the trade haul that uh, you know you want to try and maximize the the quality of, you want to see as much of vintage Patrick Kane as you can. Um, to make it worthwhile. So you you got that tonight. Next game is on Sunday against the Maple Leafs, who they just played. Uh, we'll see what kind of effort uh, they have. Would lo- he has. Would love to see another Patrick Kane classic game Sunday against the Maple Leafs national broadcast on ESPN. Yep. Spotlight game. Usually that's when Patrick Kane, the old Patrick Kane, relish those moments Mm -hmm. take advantage of it get another two goals against the maple leafs and then wave the damn claws what year was the uh the kane and matthews back and forth where matthews did the two summoning the 2018 how about a game like that that was i think it was was i think it was the 17 18 season but it was in the back and it was in the back half of the season yeah yeah that was a great game and and as somebody who has to watch the entire game i hope that is exactly what we get on (laughs) Um, but overall, not just Patrick Kane, but look, the trade values, 
shooting through the roof tonight. First goal mm-hmm. of the game. Started by a Jake McCabe poke check to Max Domi, yeah. who sets up Patrick Kane. All three of those guys are in trade rumors. Mm-hmm. Second goal of the game. Sam Lafferty, shorthanded goal, showing exactly what he's capable of. Yep. Boom. Trade value rising. Third goal of the game. It's Patrick Kane again. Even more trade value. And then over time, Andreas Athanasiu, another guy yeah. on the trade market. Couldn't ask for any much more. Tank standings be damned. <laughs> Get those trade value up through the roof. Tonight was a great game for last-minute shoppers on the NHL <laughs> trade deadline market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, this, um, what have you done we, for me lately? That's what they've done for us lately. Uh, I did not, uh, when I was being snarky about Chris Neal, I forgot to tell everybody to uh, like the video, please, if you're watching us on Facebook, and subscribe to our page. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast as well. And we've got a poll question going right now. The question is, where do you have Patrick Kane ranked in all-time Blackhawks? The options are best, Beast. top three, top five or top 10 vote in that poll and we'll update as the show goes along right now 48 percent of you say top three 35 percent of you say the best mm. uh it just changed top five nine percent of you and top 10 six percent of you i know it's not going to add up but it refreshed as i was reading you the <laughs> results so uh yeah 44 top three 42 number one eight and five the other one so and if you don't think he's in the top 10 you need to go back to school yeah, I'd love to know uh, if you ha- even if you got him, you know, top five. Who are the four you have ahead of him? I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, it's a good conversation that we'll get to later in the show. Um, Jay McCabe, by the way, I know we talk about him a lot, and we got into it a little bit uh, the other day about like uh, his value versus some of the other defensemen available. You know, Chickering and and on and on and on. And I just. The guy just gets – it seems like he's getting better every game. I know he had a down game against Toronto. The whole team did. Everybody kind of looked bad in that game. He blew a tire, uh, you know, right away, and, and that didn't look great. But, man, like you said, the poke check to get the puck to Domi, and just every time it looks like something is going to go Ottawa's way in this game, and Jake McKay was on the ice, he would recover and make a solid defensive play, either physically or positioning-wise or whatever – I feel like if if scouts are truly, if they don't go into this trade deadline season saying, I think this guy's the best and he's second to Eastern, if you're if you're watching the the free agent or the trade deadline class of defensemen, Jake is right there with Chickering to me. I I I, I just I, I'm so impressed by the way he plays mm. on a team this bad tonight after night stand out not just like. Hey, he was solid. Hey, he you know he didn't make any glaring mistakes. He stands out, and for a defensive defenseman to stand out on any team, that's significant. He is a difference maker, and in a league that really you know even you talk about like Norris Trophy voting, it's always about the offense. This is a true defensive defenseman who has turned our heads all year and is starting to get the attention of the league, and that's pretty rare. Yeah, for a guy to go from. You know, $4 million, which is a nice price, free agent, to, holy cow, look at this, one of the most desired guys in the trade market. Yeah, I mean, this season, both for McCabe and Seth Jones, their games picked up when they were paired together because they're basically allowed to play the roles that fit them perfectly. They don't have to be anything besides Seth Jones can be offensively focused and play play his game where where he fits best in you know in the Blackhawks own zone not have to play a 200 foot game all the time 
and McCabe can be the more defensive, uh, defensively focused guy, kind of backing up Seth Jones. Um, and he's able to, you know, every once in a while, show a little bit of the the offensive game that he has, the the, the puck moving ability he has. Two assists tonight. The poke check uh, did get credited with a secondary assist on yep. the opening goal, and he was the one that got the puck up to Athanasiu in, in overtime to start the the two on one transition the other way that set up the opening goal. So I mean, he's a guy that is playing in major situations every night. He's up against the top. Uh, competition um, and he's a guy that can play with you know you you, you compare him with uh, someone who is you know your number one offensive defenseman and he can play the role of you know being kind of the safety valve in that pairing and I, I think there's, there's plenty of teams that could use him and there's plenty of teams that wouldn't mind having him at four million or two million over the next two years uh, after this season, if the Blackhawks were were to retain salary on, on a trade, there's a lot of value to him. And and yeah, to the to the rest of the of the defensive trade market, besides Chikrin, you you have McCabe, you have Gavrikov. I think Joel Edmondson has has been uh, named a few times. Like these guys aren't superstars that are going to change your franchise, but they are. They can be very important pieces to a championship team. So I, I, I think he's I, – if he doesn't get traded, it would be an interesting kind of fallout because it may, maybe it comes down to, like, last season we were all saying Calvin DeHaan was, was as good as gone, and the deal the, – the, the value of the deal wasn't there. Yeah. If that's the case and he's not moved, it's kind of going to feel like a missed opportunity, but also I don't hate Jake McCabe being on this team. No. No. Like it's complete. I think it's completely fine if he's if he's still on this team beyond uh, March third. Um, but for him to have an opportunity to play in the playoffs, which he's never done in his career, like go for it. If 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 he's open to it, I know he has a seventeen no trade clause, but you know if if he's open to it, if if if, the, if Kyle Davidson has a deal that's that's worth it for for the Blackhawks and makes sense for McCabe's career, go for it. He's 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 proven that he should be playing on a winning team yeah definitely whatever team if jake mccabe gets traded to whatever team he does get traded to outside of one or two i will cheer for it in the playoffs like <laughs> i would rangers and who rangers. else are you unwilling to cheer for uh, toronto yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't cheer for toronto and that's the one canadian the, team he isn't blocking. well i see the whole toronto tampa first round is going to have me conflicted because i i, I don't want to cheer for Toronto, but if Tampa gets knocked out of the first round, that draft pick we got in the Hagel trade all of a sudden becomes a lot better. Yes, yeah, it's improved by six to eight spots. Mm-hmm. So that makes a conflict, but uh, I don't think I'd root for him if he got traded to the Penguins either. I, I still haven't forgiven the Penguins for ninety two. No, mm. nor should you. No, I, I, have, you a, go to I, have, I have a grudge. Screw L.A. Guys, sure. All right, L.A. LA. They're harmless. L.A. If he wants to. Sure. <laughs> I can't root for the Kings. I'm like that that way with the Kings. Can't root for him. I, I don't know. I just just too much. They had Jake McCabe. I root for him. <laughs> Maybe they got Phil Deneau. He's never hurt anybody. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Nothing wrong with Deneau when they traded. That wasn't his. That wasn't, wasn't his, his doing. That was Dale he who should not be named. Thomas Fleischman. That oh, was Super ooh. GM. Shutter. Oh, that was your. That was your Galaxy coach, Galaxy Brain. That was your GM. Coach Q move. I need. I need grit and sandpaper. And turn other cheek. 
I'm sorry. We're, when, we're when opening old Quinville wounds. When did turn into Bob Pulford? <laughs> <That's always laughs> we need more. We need better dumps. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, <laughs> You had a cup of coffee earlier. I did. It worked in many ways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it really hey, did. Hey, the Ice Hogs won in overtime. Hey, there all right. Go. go Ice Hogs. That's a big win. Yeah, and we were also watching the Sarnia Sting and London Knights and Ethan Del Mastro just toying with people. Beast. It's a good yeah. night, man. Dude, it's just it's a monster. A, a, a man-child amongst boy-childs. Yeah, like, like Ethan Del Mastro, we've, we've uh, like lauded his defensive uh, prowess, but he was like just skating through. Th- <laughs> he looked like an uh, uh, he looked like Kale McCarr out there for a minute. Yeah, he, like he had so he's showing some offensive ability. Then I'm excited for him. If, it's gonna if, be a nice if, player. If Nicholas Lindstrom and Jake McCabe had a child, it would be Ethan Del Mastro. Are you talking about looks wise or hockey talent wise? Yes, <laughs> that, that would be wonderful. <laughs> I will take that. That sounds that sounds really really good. Um, who else stood out in this one aside from, you know, Lafferty, aside from Kane? Um, Domi had a really good McCabe. game. Yeah, two assists for Domi. Is Dom- kinda... Domi, Kane, and Kurashev as a, as a trio in the last few games has been really good. And, I mean, it's not, not a surprising uh, outcome because they're pretty much the three probably most gifted players, most gifted forwards that the Blackhawks have right now. Uh, so putting them together, you're going to maybe – expect some uh some results from it but it's been it's been good it's it's been good for Domi it's been good for for Kershaw for sure uh and tonight it it worked for for Kane so that that trio has been really good um so yeah a, a good game for for Domi uh good for his trade value um yeah it was it was all all the guys that had like the most consequence all stepped up tonight, which was great. Yeah, uh, this quote uh, just came from uh, Mark Lazarus. Patrick Kane called Sam Lafferty a top five skater in the league. Um, Let's see, Kale McCarr, Connor McDavid, Sam Lafferty. That's where my list ends. Yeah, right? Nathan I mean, McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. Now, sure. that, now that Patrick Kane's no longer in the top five, he's <laughs> slotted in. I mean, that's. That's high praise. That might be a, a little bit of an exaggeration. Hey, a little bit. Yeah. Hey, but hopefully some GM reads that and goes, well, now i got to give up a first form. That's yeah, true. exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the hope. And, and our and we saw there was a comment back there about the uh, Barclay Goodrow trade. Uh, I forget who had it up there. Sorry. Barclay Goodrow. I think it was uh, Alan that had it up. Yeah, it was Alan. There you go. Uh, but, but, but there it is, Alan K. Postgame, Luke Richardson talked up Lafferty a ton. He reminds me of Barclay Goodrow. And uh, SJC got a first, third, and prospect from the Tampa Bay Lightning well, in the good row. As we've learned, Tampa Bay does not give a rat's ass about their first round picks. Yeah. They're trying to win Stanley they don't Cups. Care. Uh, yeah, I get, I get the comparison there. I don't see that happening in this situation because the Tampa Bay Lightning are out of first round picks for the foreseeable future because <laughs> we already have them all. So I don't know. I to me. A second round pick, I probably make a second round pick in this year's draft. I I pull the trigger on that deal. Anything yeah. less, hey, if someone wants to give us a first, even if it's a first in twenty twenty four, I still take it. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it, but you never know. This is where we need to pay attention to the Timo Myers and the and the Ryan O'Reilly. Like the, when those t- guys start getting off the board, that's when the teams that missed out on those guys get desperate mm-hmm. yeah and they say well i had this set aside earmarked for ryan o'reilly and he's gone so 
I wasn't planning on having this pick anyway, so here, you could have it for Sam Lafferty because I have to make the best deal because now there's three teams desperate for this guy. Yep. Yeah, and I, I do think, like, as you go down the, you know, the trade deadline, big boards or whatever people have, you got to consider, too, like, the value of these guys, right? We got into it a lot the other day with Murphy and McCabe, but Taylor Radish, like, I'm in no hurry to trade Taylor Radish, but he makes close to the league minimum. Yeah. And I think when guys are that valuable, that increases their value too. That's a big part of the reason, aside from Tampa Bay just being like flippant with draft picks, a big part of the reason they got so much for Brandon Hagel was because of the cost certainty, because of the low uh, AAV. Like that stuff's got value because to trade for a Kane or a Taze or an O'Reilly or whoever, it takes a lot of maneuvering. You're, sometimes you have to involve a third team to make the money fit. And it's for three months. And it's, it's yeah. a rental. Yeah. And it gets very complicated. So y- that's why I think there's going to be, look, there's going to be more teams bidding for the services of Lafferty and McCabe and maybe Connor Murphy and on and on than Kane and Taves. That's just a fact. And then you get teams in a bidding war. You're going to get more of a bidding war for those guys than the Stars. Yeah. Because there's only so many teams that could possibly take on those two guys, whereas anybody in the league could take on Lafferty, McCabe, Murphy. That's right, very yeah. affordable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you know you've got a, a solid player for another year or two. Well, especially if Patrick Kane only says, I want to go to one of two teams. Right. Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have a lot more on the on the open market for, for guys who, you know, have the ability to go to multiple places and without, you know, needing to submit, you know, only two teams that that I want to go to. So yeah, you, there's a lot of flexibility that Kyle Davidson could have, and Lafferty is Lafferty's one of those guys who's a, a lot like Hagel. You know, he's uh, it, this year and next year 1.15 million uh, for a guy who you could play on on your third line, play on your penalty, should play on your penalty kill, yeah, four I mean. shorthanded goals this year, um, and you know the 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 skating ability, the tenacity that he plays with, like that's all things that translate well to the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, if there's a team that that has a desire to to shore up their bottom six and and get a guy who's uh, going to be you know a, a difference maker in very specific situations, Lafferty is definitely someone that I would be looking at. Um. Yeah, I I wonder. Um, well, I, I want to answer that Erica's question real quick before I, I get. Uh, yeah. Uh, can someone answer this question for me? When a player waves a no movement clause, can he be traded any team, or does the player get to choose where and where they want to play? It's the second part of that. Uh, no movement clause means they can't do anything without your approval. They couldn't even send you to Rockford if they wanted to. Like you have to approve everything. So he doesn't just give it a blanket wave and say trade me anywhere Mm -hmm. he says i I will only wave it for this team this team or this team so it's not him just saying go ahead and trade me it's him saying trade me to dallas trade me to colorado or trade me to carolina otherwise i'm not interested right or the team can come to him and say hey i got this deal for this team do you want to go no when we saw with drew he waved it and said i only want to go to florida but uh this discussion with the lafferty trade and the hagel trade it's got me thinking are we going to possibly start seeing a trend where teams trade for guys with term? You know, every year the trade deadline is always about guys on expiring deals, yeah, rentals, rental players. Yep. Mm-hmm. But trading for a guy like a Hagel or trading for a guy like Jake McCabe, you get the guy for this year's cup run. 
But then you don't have to worry about going out on free agency and overpaying to plug the hole you're filling with the guy right yeah, now at the right. trade deadline. Yeah. You can now say, well, that checks off one thing for next summer, too. Mm-hmm. And in McCabe's case, the next two summers. I wonder if Tampa doing that trade last year for Hagel with the Blackhawks, and of course, if Tampa's doing it, everybody's got to start doing <laughs> yeah. it. Copy if that. we start seeing more of that stuff. Now, I don't know how many teams are out there looking to trade cost-effective young players with term. Usually it's only teams trying to tear it down like the Blackhawks. Yeah. But I wonder if we'll start to seize more of that than we had in the past because you rarely ever see a guy with term moved at the deadline. Yeah. And now the Hawks could be like the leaders in the clubhouse with doing multiple guys over a couple of seasons. If Lafferty and McCabe, Murphy, that would be three or four guys. Yeah. I mean, obviously we know why because they're they're tearing it down. Most teams won't do that, but there's a lot more value in that. Even, even if they're not say a top line player, there's more value in getting someone on your third line for two seasons at a cheap price than going to get that rental on your top line and yeah. then having to go get that guy in free agency anyway. Deals deals like that work best for teams that are either on the like playoff bubble, but their team as as a whole are kind of like on the come up. Uh, where you know you can say like oh we're we're making a move for this season and next season and potentially the year after uh, to improve their team, or teams that are teams that are so set in their in their futures with their their star players that they're like okay well let's let's look down the road and see where where else can we shore up you know our 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 spots in the depth of our lineup to make sure that we don't have to worry about okay. Now we have XYZ prospect who's unproven in the NHL. Now they have to come up and play a role that maybe they're not expected or, or not ready for. You can get a guy with not much more cap hit that you know can fill that role for the next season or two. Um, I think those, those are teams that you look at that like, like a, a, a team like Buffalo who is locking up their future right now. Like if they could get a cost-controlled NHL vet, um, probably not Jake McCabe because he just left Buffalo, but right. a guy, a guy like Lafferty could be, it could be someone that they look at and say, he's very, very inexpensive NHL veteran, uh, and can help them now and next year, at least, um, that would be, I think that'd be a team to, that would, it would be interesting for. It was weird. I, I was listening to 32 thoughts again on a way in and Friedman was sort of saying that some teams don't like to take on guys that are signed beyond a year because maybe they've yeah. got a, you know, they've got their, some GMs look beyond the year right in front of their face, unlike some people. Some of them do. And they've got a three, four, five-year plan down the road. <laughs> but look, if you're looking at, okay, and in the summer of 2023, we're going to add ourselves a free agent defenseman, you're not going to find a defenseman as good as Jake McCabe or Connor Murphy for the money they're making. If it's those guys hit the open market, they're probably six, seven. Yeah, or they, or yeah, either either they're worth that or teams overpay for that because – they now find themselves in a position where they they didn't acquire a guy like that. They don't have one in their system. Now they have to go out and make sure that they get somebody like that. So then they're paying over over value. Um, I think also too, <clears throat> with the next two summers, like you said, the next two summers of free agency classes. I I wonder if some GMs are thinking I would like to know what my cap situation is going to be, or have a more clear picture of what it's going to be heading into summer of twenty twenty four rather than just trying to fly by the seat of your pants year after year. Because if you, if, if you go in to, that, to those free agency periods, 
especially 2024, that summer where, you know, there's a lot of guys that could land on, on the market that are going to be huge difference makers. If you're scrambling to try and make money work going into that summer, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. So having the opportunity to get guys that aren't rentals uh, and, you know, you can foresee what the, what the cap is going to be is probably some of their best bets. We've got a lot of conversation in the chat about Ian Mitchell. Uh, not a guy we talk about very often, so since we're all talking about it, we'll talk about it on the other side of this break. Uh, we're going to take a quick little ad break, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about Ian Mitchell because there's a lot of people talking about him, and uh, he's worth discussing because maybe not, a, not a dark horse trade deadline guy. Not his best night tonight. No. Well, with that in mind, Chicago sports fans, you've already got the best coverage of your favorite teams. That's provided by us and our and our cohorts here at CHGO. So why don't you yeah. get fitted out in the best sports gear around? That's where you turn to FOCO. They've got you covered from the United Center to your living room, the north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like our guy Sam Lafferty in his Blackhawks gear. With, from the leader in sports, merch, and collectibles, here comes Mario bringing one of our one of the FOCO's awesome Blackhawks Snuggies. Yeah. It looks like a jersey, but it is like a blanket in hoodie form. It is quite. We actually could have used this tonight because it is freaking cold in here tonight. <laughs> you improved it. Uh, it is somewhat warmer in here. Uh, sure. I think it was the Patrick Kane red hot trade value <laughs> that warmed up the studio. But this, uh, if that thing actually fit me, I would have had it on about two hours ago. But anywho, FOCO, they have got what you're looking for. They got the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life. FOCO's got you covered with hoodies and snuggies and hats and gloves that I could have used earlier while shoveling my driveway. <laughs> Whatever you need. And if you wanted to say Blackhawks on it, FOCO has got you covered. So check out FOCO, that's F-O-C-O dot com, or click the link in the podcast. Yep. I'll start that again. Click the link on the in the podcast description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. And a pro tip, no matter what website you're on and you're shopping for, throw CHGO in the, in the promo <laughs> you code. Never you never know. Try. At this point, you've got like an 80% chance of getting at least free shipping. There you shot. go. Exactly. Hey, and there's only a few home games left potentially uh, for uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and uh, and all Maybe of our Jonathan beloved, Taves. yeah, exactly, our beloved heroes of yesteryear. And if you want to go check out one of those games, the best place to go is Game Time. It is the hottest new ticketing site, and it makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you've never thought you could? Yes. 50-yard line, courtside, on the glass, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, it is possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You will not find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. It's created by the fans, for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. So if one of those other jabroni ticket brokers have a lower price, they won't. But if they do, you reach out to Game Time and they will beat it. If you love CHGO, then you will love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description, join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all of your favorite events. And looking ahead to some upcoming Hawks games, Sunday, 5 p.m. puck drop against the Leafs, 44 bucks to get in there. That's still a great price. The 21st against Vegas, 15 bucks on Game Time. 
The San Jose Sharks, seventy four dollars. That's oh, that's sorry, that's in San Jose. That's the California money. Um, the game against Dallas, March second. That is potentially the last home game for Taves and Kane. That is the last game at the United Center before the deadline. Fifteen dollars gets you in the door. So if those guys are still on the team and still dressed. That could be your last opportunity to see two of the greatest Hawks in history play for the Blackhawks. So jump on that. And no Roy's just rage says, are we going to be live on trade deadline day? Hell yes, you, we're going to be live on trade deadline day. Yes, we are. We're going to be here bright and early, yep. and then we'll do a reaction show. So the live show will not be podcasted. You'll just come in and join us live, and then we'll do a wrap-up show. That's what we did last year, right? We did a, uh, I think we put the whole two hours whole two up. Hours. Did we really? Yeah. yeah. What am I, I thinking of? Maybe I'm thinking of the draft. 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 Okay. We didn't do the live draft. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. yeah the, All the, nine hours of the podcast the <laughs> was the was a one hour, but we did two Okay. Live yeah. shows. Well, we're going to be live. We're so, going to yeah. be here we'll bright be and early that day, day in yep. studio. So if anything huge happens, we'll probably we'll jump on and do yep. a little 10-minute, 15-minute emergency podcast, breaking news podcast. Yeah. And then the plan is the trade deadline's at 2, so we'll go on the air at 1. So we're on the air throughout the last hour mm-hmm. of the trade deadline and then stay on for an hour after to kind of recap everything. So yeah, we're looking forward Any deals that. that come through at the final minutes. Hopefully it's not all done before we get here. Yeah. Like Flurry was traded before we even went on last year. That was yeah, he was, on the deck and That was like 10 a.m. when that yeah, happened. Yeah. That was, and then that was we early sat in the day. And got nothing the rest of the day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Until uh, Ryan Carpenter got traded. Remember yes. him? Uh, what a legend. Yes. I do. All right. Let's get to the uh, Sam Lafferty discussion. I think it was uh, Ian Savannah that. What did I say? You said Sam Lafferty. Oh. Ian yeah. Mitchell. Ian Mitchell. Yeah. Savannah is the one who brought it up first. She says, What am I missing here about Ian Mitchell? I get it. It's a new front office, but two years ago, everybody was so high on him. Why the rush to trade him right now? Uh, this game was really bad for Ian Mitchell. Here's what, when we ask people about Ian Mitchell and when we observe Ian Mitchell ourselves, I think what we see is a guy that doesn't do anything very well. He's not overly fast. He doesn't score a lot. He's not big. He's not physical. There's not really anything to Ian Mitchell's game that, like, you know, like Brian Campbell is an offensive defenseman who had some defensive liabilities, but you could live with it because he was so good offensively. Mm-hmm. You know, Jake McCabe, he's not going to put up a ton of points, or Connor Murphy, but they're going to defend well. Mitchell can't really defend well. He doesn't score at a high rate. So what is it you say you do here? And nothing against him, yeah. but the reason he's fallen so far in the prospect pool is he was an offensive defenseman in college. Everyone thought it would translate right away. It never did, and it looks like it's never going to. Yeah, and, and another reason, as, as, as Savannah asked, two years ago he was so high on the chart. Well, in those two years, there's been an addition of a lot of good young defenders who have just blown the doors off Ian Mitchell. You asked about Isaac Phillips. Yes, Isaac Phillips was a revelation. Nobody really expected what he's done so quickly, but he has a much higher ceiling than Mitchell because he's bigger and faster and has a little offensive upside. Then you add guys like Ethan Del Mastro, Nolan Allen to the mix, Kevin Korchinski. Like he just every yeah. draft he keeps falling further and further down. I think for the most part, the reason he's played so much here this year is not because the Hawks want to see what they have in him. They want other teams to see him and say, hey, We'll give you a late-round pick for that. I don't see that happening. 
No. I, I don't think the organization is high on him, and there's a lot of reasons why for everything you've just said and the fact that there are a lot of really good young defensemen coming, and they all can't play here at the same time. If, if the team was trying to go in the pecking order of the defensive depth chart when it comes to call-ups, uh, Isaac Phillips would be up here way more than Ian Mitchell would. Um, but as, as Kyle Davidson has, has laid out very clearly, uh, he cares more about the young players, the up-and-coming prospects that mm -hmm. are at the professional level to play significant roles with the Ice Hogs and play significant minutes in games that matter rather than being in Chicago as the sixth or seventh defenseman in a season that doesn't where wins are booed and losses are cheered. Like that's not the environment that he wants them in. So that's why Ian Mitchell has, has been up more than he has. That's why Caleb Jones is constantly in the lineup. And no matter what he does, he's not going to get benched for more than a game or two. Um, and that's why guys like Isaac Phillips and Alec Regula and Alex Vlasic, who had the OT winner for the Ice Sox tonight. That's why they're in Rockford for, for pretty much all of this season. Um, Ian Mitchell is, uh, He's that he's that four A player. Yeah, he's he's great at the AHL level because he can keep up with the the pace of the game at the AHL level. He, his skills can stand out at the AHL level. You put him, you you cross that line in the NHL. He just doesn't have the speed, and he doesn't have the skill that stands out, whether it's offensively or defensively, um, or just you know being able to read the game. It just doesn't stand out enough to say yeah. He can do that at the NHL level, and that will make him stick in the league. He, do, he, he just doesn't have it. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being Adam Clendenning. I was just going to say, like, you, can have a very long, you can have a very long playing career. Probably, you know, if, if, he, if and when he goes to another organization, might have an opportunity to play some NHL games there. Will probably play a lot of AHL games and... Yep, that, and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We've got a big trade. Come on, Ryan O'Reilly, oh, and Noel Akari to the Maple Leafs. Wow, really? Yep, that's Elliot Friedman, verified account ten seconds ago. Huh? Ryan O'Reilly going to the Leafs. Wow. So that you could probably cross off Kane. Well, you're crossing off Kane for sure to Toronto. I wasn't. You're crossing much off of that. Taves to Toronto. Yeah. You're probably crossing off McCabe, McCabe to Toronto. Yeah. So they didn't even get a defenseman, but all right, sure. And you, well, yeah, Achari and Ryan O'Reilly. What yep. did they give up? They give up. I guys. don't have the return yet. All I know is if you so if that's you're a, working in a drive-through at Tim Hortons tomorrow morning, be careful. That is a <laughs> 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 oh man, Oof. So that is a top six and bottom six forward. So you yeah. can also scratch off Toronto for Sam Lafferty too, and uh, Michael Russo. Uh, of uh, the are all the trades uh, happening athletic now? Athletic says, "Stay tuned." My spider senses of Minnesota Wild have something cooking. Patrick Here we go. The uh, the Leafs make it official. We have acquired Ryan O'Reilly and Noah is is Achari. I always Achari. say wrong. Yeah. In a three team trade with St. Louis and Minnesota. Okay, there you go. Oh, okay. St. Louis receives Mikhail Abramov and Blackhawks legend Adam Gaudet. Hey, Toronto's first round pick in twenty twenty three. Ottawa's third round pick in 23 and Toronto's second round pick in 24. Wow. Oh, Minnesota receives me. Toronto's fourth round pick in 25. They must be keeping some salary. That's got to be some salary retention yeah. there. But who's retaining the salary? Minnesota? 
they're already up against it. St. With, Louis would have to retain, and then Minnesota retains well, a portion how does of Minnesota the retain. have money to retain. They must uh-huh. be. Well, They've still got. That's why Michael. Suter. That's why Michael. Someone might so be on the way out. because they're probably trading. Someone might be now. on the way out. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So wow. St. Louis. So that's a gets, lot. Let's recap. <laughs> yeah. They get Abramov, Godet, Toronto's first in twenty three, and Toronto's second in twenty four. They also got Ottawa's third round pick in twenty three. Wow. So, no, screw it. The Blackhawks are getting a first round pick again for Patrick. Oh, that's, that's nothing. I don't know much about Abramov. Anybody have any? He's, a, he's, he's one. one he's one of their. One of their he's one of their upper, one of their upper tier prospects. prospects. Yeah, that's, yeah. That is a that's huge f- return. Five assets for O'Reilly and Achari. That's a massive return. Well, wow. Kyle Davidson's got to be sitting there going, a. Where was this urgency <laughs> last year, Kyle? Yeah, right. And he's got to be sitting going, well, listen, based on what, you know, uh, that, that, that shifts the market because, you know, you could argue that the Tarasenko return wasn't great, uh, you know. But, yeah, well, hey, welcome to the tank standings, the St. Louis wow. Blues. That's crazy. Damn. Good for Adam Goddad. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just maybe his seventh <laughs> seventh organization is where he finally puts it all. Together. When I saw his Instagram name was like Hockey God or something like that, I'm like, uh, all right, yeah, you're a clown. <laughs> Settle it down there, guy. Holy cow, is that a big deal? Is Adam That's Gaudet big. like That's the huge. new Jeremy Moore, and he's just involved in every trade? <laughs> <laughs> Here's hey, a guy I mean, that looks like he should be good. I don't know. Just look at his Instagram handle. He's good. Hey, wow. he, won, he won the Hobie Baker, didn't he? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, uh, while they're uh, taking on twenty five percent, so they're pro- well, is O'Reilly a UFA? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's not a huge deal, but does the pre-season suitor things have kicked in already for them? Right. Next. Or season. is that next year? I think it's next season. Okay. They don't have a ton of cap space, but if it's only for this year, it's no big deal. And yeah. if, they, if they're planning on making some moves, and listen, if Michael Russo says the Wild are about to do something. The Wild are about to do something. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there is no beat reporter in the league more in tune with the inner workings of the team he covers than Michael Russo in the Minnesota Wild. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what he's talking about, though, is just the picking up the pick and picking up the yeah. Who knows? But if you're adding salary and you're a team that's on, like, that's not the type of move that the Wild are fighting for their playoff it, lives. Yeah. So they're not in the position to just only take on – you know, be the no, facilitator. Yeah, they don't. Trade. They're trying to do something. Yeah, they don't need to. Be. Yeah, they don't need to take on just the dump money. They're trying for to no make reason. the playoffs. It's starting. It's too late to it throw in starting. the towel for Connor Bedard. So, oh, wow. That's, Based on that return, that makes me feel a lot better to a potential Patrick Kane trade. If if and when we ever get to that point, if Ryan O'Reilly can get your first round pick, I think Patrick Kane can. I would they think play so. they play different styles. Obviously, O'Reilly is going to be that gritty guy. He's a center, defensive, sure, but that's a lot for according Ryan to, O'Reilly. According to Cat Friendly, the Minnesota Wild currently have three point four million in change of projected cap space, but they are currently at the twenty three uh, player roster limit. So okay. Hey, you know what? Props to Kyle Dubas, 
who maybe learned his lesson last year. He's not going to be there next year. You don't give a rat's Well, you know what? If, if, if they win the cup, he's going to be. You'd think. They, um, uh, or they, maybe he he's like, he'll pull a Theo Epstein. But like, I just won the Stanley Cup in Toronto. Yeah. Come and get me, everybody Lifetime else. deal. Yeah, sure. Exactly. But, hey, this is a huge move for the Leafs. It is. That's, that's, like, that is that is a go- that's a home run for them. And they're giving up a ton. For it. And I can't wait to get on Twitter and hear nothing about it for the next, uh, you know. <laughs> that, that is a going for it move. Yeah. That's great, man. It's Look, Toronto being good is good for the game because they're super polarizing. We'll get to see Ryan O'Reilly's uh, Toronto Maple Leafs debut on Sunday. There you go. The Look, that's exciting. Yes. Even yeah. more reason to go to game time and buy your ticket for Sunday's for game. For all you... Chicago-based Ryan O'Reilly fans. Yes. That's awesome. I, hey, man. We should all throw Bring them on. Them. All the trades. Just let's yeah. go. There's nothing I enjoy more than chaos. Especially when we're chaos. on the air. Thank you for yeah. making yeah. that trade while we're on the air. Speaking of that, we got 130 Freaking. people watching us right now. Thank you, everybody, yes, for being that's here. That's awesome. Well, Ten. we only have 71 likes, so some of you have not hit the like button. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Please Ten, do. That, please that do. That trade happened at, what, 1045 Eastern time? Yeah. On a Friday night? Hey. You could we, not news dump that we, more. We, we we take a shit on the St. Louis Blues a lot because you know it's a Blackhawks show. Mm-hmm. But thank you, Doug Armstrong, for pulling off the de- pulling the trigger on that deal while we're on the air. Appreciate. Can it. Can I just put a pin in that for a second and go back to one little thing about Ian Mitchell? Yeah, uh, he is another <laughs> of the previous regime's rushed prospects. Yep. Yeah, and uh-huh. you don't know had he been given time to develop in Rockford. If he would have become a better player than he was, sure, and then he is. Yeah, uh, look, it, it's you can't. Every prospect that doesn't pan out, you can't just blame the regime for rushing him. But Ian Mitchell felt like another guy who probably wasn't ready. That that he was shall not be named was excited to see, and made sure he was there sooner than he needed to be. When when one of the first things you do when you get to the NHL is be paired with Duncan Keith, that's quite the. Uh, that's quite the position to be put in. Yeah, that's you're setting somebody up to fail right yeah, there. Yeah, and it, if you're not ready for it, with Keith the way he was still being able to, you know, this, the way he was still able to play at that point, um, that's a very tough assignment for a guy just getting his feet wet in the league. Yeah, and I think maybe one of the worst things in hindsight that happened to Ian Mitchell was how well he played those first <laughs> 15 games he was in. Because he played yeah. really well yeah. for that first stint. For the first 12 or 15 games, most people were like, whoa, whoa, maybe they actually do have something here. And then the expectations were way up here. And, yeah, so sometimes as, as a rookie coming in, playing really well, sometimes can be a detriment as opposed to helping you because you, he was, he's never been able to get back to that level of play. All right, pin removed. All right. Uh, back to the trade discussion. Mm-hmm. Um. You said it, Greg. This does, and I think part of it is the two-goal performance, make me feel slightly better about the return they're going to get for Kane if they trade him. But he's the got only cons- to wave. He's got he, to that's say, the concern now is want- two of the teams that you thought would be favorites and places he would probably consider going yeah. have already addressed their needs. Because they can't <laughs> wait. And, and he, uh, he, Savannah he can't just be upset. That. He Savannah can't be just, upset about it. Savannah just asked that. Is, is waiting so long actually hurting him yes, yes. the waiting yeah. is hurting him longer than the injury talk well look he's on you know on the plane now headed back to chicago probably has gotten this news yeah they have wife on the plane. i'm sure he's feeling good about his game tonight but if this doesn't force his decision 
he might just be staying. Like, if this is not going to give yeah. Patrick Kane some urgency to tell Kyle Davidson, okay, you know what? I'm ready to be traded. He has basically said it over and over again. If it were to happen, I would. this is the place I would consider. Yeah. Or it would be cool to go play for a contender again. He has talked around it forever. Do it. He, like now, go yeah. to the back of the plane and talk to say to Kyle Davidson, look, two teams I liked are off the board. Let's get this done. You know, Here's where I'll go. You know whose pressure has gone up to go get another top player after watching the Rangers get Tarasenko and now the Leafs get O'Reilly? Dallas, Edmonton. No, I'm talking about the Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes yep. in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. They are now, Rod Brendan Moore is now calling Don Waddell and going, get me Timo Meyer. Get me Patrick Kane. I need another gun. If I'm gonna, tr- if I've got to beat both of these teams at some point to get to to accomplish our goal, yeah. you gotta help me out here. Yeah, yeah. I I think there's still plenty of teams. Toronto. I don't never really like thought Toronto was a serious player for Kane. No, that only started to swirl when it when we when you looked at the calendar and said, oh, Chicago's playing Toronto coming up. Yeah. Maybe we should start talking about the Maple well, Leafs. Well, yeah, that, him, that, him, that him was, coming to town in Toronto yeah, where that the, started, the media... That started everything. But, but you still have Carolina, who I think ultimately is where he ends up. I really think that's going to happen yeah. if he goes. Dallas has been... There's been a lot of chatter there. Never count out the Vegas Golden Knights. They always yeah, need to they make always a take a swing. Yeah, I something. think, though, they would be better off making a play for Taves if Taves is healthy because they lost Mark Stone, and Taves is a more similar player to Mark Stone than Patrick Kane is. Sure. I think that's a better fit. But, hey, if they want to give us whatever the hell they have left in their bare cupboard for Patrick Kane, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the Kings have been – there's been talk about the Kings – uh, being interested, you know, don't count out the Colorado Avalanche for making a big splash. Yeah, that's any. They've been on. They've been on Kane and Taves, by the way. Any any contender Colorado. can can yeah. benefit from having Patrick Kane on their team. It just depends on who's the best fit for 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 Kane and the way he plays and the way he's able to play right now, uh, and and the team too, how they want to play. Because the what we heard about you know Toronto and Patrick Kane and and that discussion was, you know, mostly coming from. Uh, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman just worrying about Kane's pace. Can he play at the speed that Toronto wants to play at? And I don't think that that was going to be uh, a match that was going to work. I hate to douse the fire, but there's, I think, a real-world chance in which Patrick Kane sees the Tarasenko trade, sees the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Um, damn the Blues if they've, if they've completely thwarted where Patrick Kane wanted to go. Those may have been his his A and his B, and he has no C. Like then that that is, that could be a, a real a real situation. It would be his fault, but it also would set up a, a where he may just say like, you know what, those are the two teams that I really wanted to go to, and I don't really see myself playing in Dallas. I don't see myself playing in Edmonton. Don't want to go to Carolina. Whatever it is, that could that could ultimately his decision may have been made for him. And with Taze, if he can't get on the ice, yeah, yeah, no, I don't have any expectation for a trade. I, I really don't. I really feel like he's not getting traded. No, he can't be traded if he's not playing. If he right, well, one, if he's not playing, he can't be. But I, I, even if he comes back in the next couple of days, he's got to get back as soon as like Tuesday night against Vegas, and then put together like five or six games, like basically until that March second game. he's got to look productive and look healthy i don't see I don't have faith at this in that point. at all uh but with kane again as i've said a million times already 
if you want to stay, you've earned that right. But God darn it, make the make right. the Call. decision already. Just yeah. say it. It's fine. Just one way or another, say it. I'm not going to be mad at you if you want to stay. You've earned that right. And we can have a Patrick Kane celebration for the rest of the year. But just say it so we could stop talking about yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I, I know Norroids just rages often, uh, you know, um, half glass empty uh, on these chats. But I want to address what he said. He said, wave the no movement clause. My God, Davidson needs to step the hell up and get this done. It's I don't know what anyone wants Davidson's Kyle Davidson to do. job to make he, it. He can't force what, him to you do You want to, like, hold him at gunpoint? <laughs> I don't like. He can't do anything. He can't. he can't do anything until he waves the no movement clause. How many times do we have to friggin' say it? Mario, I'm so sick of this. <laughs> Kyle Davidson has to be tougher. He has the contractual obligation to nix anything. Get that through your heads. Mario Peck. I agree. Gentlemen, yes. You didn't throw your hat. <laughs> Too nice of a hat. There you go. All right. We there cannot you go. keep having the same <laughs> conversation. We yeah. can't. Like, let's please. I just because I know there's no roids. You're making me just rage. <laughs> Look, I, I well played. I think most people understand this, but we yeah. we can't assume that everybody watching and everybody listening listens to every show and watches every show. But we've got this city. Is very quick to is when things don't go the way the fans want it. They're very quick to just blame the GM. It's the GM's fault. The GM did it. He screwed up everything. He his hands are tied right now. The, if you want to be mad, and you guess what, you don't have to be mad. That's certainly an option that you don't have to be mad. Patrick Kane doesn't want to leave. Cool, that's his right. He's won three Stanley Cups. He's a top at least five player in, in franchise history, maybe the best American-born player ever, he has the right to not be traded. But there's no one that should be mad at Kyle Davidson about this. He never signed the contract. He never gave him the no-movement clause. He has done everything he can to try to force their hands and say, this is going to suck as much as I can make it suck, so you two get out of here. And they're not doing anything. And now... Kane's like, well, I'm upset because I didn't get to go to the Rangers. It's your fault. And again, if you want to stay, great. We'll end the season as a farewell tour for Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. They certainly deserve it. They certainly deserve all the accolades, no all the all the montages, all the waving and blowing kisses at the end of the game. They have certainly earned that. But there is a 0% blame on Kyle Davidson on this. Now, if they waive their no movement clauses and he doesn't get a great return for him, then we can have the discussion about whether or not Kyle right. Davidson did a good job or not. And we will, just like we did with Alex Debrinkit. But there's absolutely zero that Kyle Davidson can do today to trade Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taves. Unless on that flight, Patrick Kane said, like Denny Lemieux and Slapshot, trade me right <laughs> effing now. That's yeah. it. That's it. And again, I don't know what Ryan O'Reilly's no movement clause situation was. Kane can dictate, like we said earlier. So if he says, I want to go to Dallas and that's it, well, Dallas will say, okay, uh, here's some FS shit, enjoy. And he has to basically say, <laughs> found okay. Mark Tenorti's jersey in back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and you, you can't be mad about that either. It's just, let's all, I, I'm challenging, and this is not pointed at you, no, Roy, just rage. We appreciate you. You're here every night. We love you. Just in general, 
let's use critical thinking. Instead of being mad about everything, instead of trying to be pissed when things don't go your way as a fan, think beyond what's right in front of your face. Think about the big picture. Think about the reality of what Kyle Davidson is dealing with here. He has come in as a guy with no GM experience. He has told you what he's going to do, and he has done it. He has stuck to his plan in the face of criticism from us, from other media, saying Lucas Reichel should be here. I don't care. He hurts our yeah. chances at Connor Bedard. He hurts our chances in this draft. He has said exactly what he was going to do, just like when Theo Epstein got here with the Cubs. He told you what he was going to do and how he was going to do it, and he did it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Kyle Davidson's Theo Epstein by any means, but you've got to respect that he has an <laughs> effing nice. plan and he's sticking to it. And as soon as Patrick Kane says, go for it, I guarantee you that will be done quick. Very quickly. Yeah. Um, Ryan O'Reilly had a uh, seven-year uh, deal given to him by the Buffalo Sabres in the summer of 2015 with zero trade protection. And he's been that deal's been traded twice now. It has been. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lebowski 5, another one of our regulars. Thank you, says Davison should focus on the players he can actually trade. Yes, but unfortunately, I don't know if there are teams that are probably like, well, we really like Max Domi, but we want to see if Patrick Kane's available right. first. Right. Like other it chip, holds up everything. Uh, uh, chips need to fall before, like, Max Domi is not a, on the top priority list of any team. Like, they want to know oh. where team, team, teams who mi- missed out on O'Reilly. Now the San Jose Sharks have got to be sitting there going, my mm. God, like, mm-hmm. Show me the money. They're pulling Tom Cruise, you know, Cuba Gooden Jr. moves. They're like, we've got the top guy on the trade board still. Yeah. And two less teams looking for him. Mm -hmm. That price is ramped up. The the heat is definitely So teams that miss out on Meyer and have missed out on Tarasenko, those are when they start making calls on Max Domi, uh, you know, and say, okay, because Max Domi is like second – don't Maybe just, third tier of guys. Yeah, he's down the little, down the road. So he's a consolation prize to a team that other. So you're not you're not going to get many calls on Max Domi until they know if Patrick Kane's available or mm-hmm. not. Because yeah. there are a lot of teams that still want Patrick Kane. So we're just stuck in this Groundhog Day of a <laughs> of a post game show until yeah. March third. Yeah, Kane, Kane and Taze uh, decisions would have to be made. Before, before, before teams, before teams get down to Max Domi. Yeah, exactly. And and it, yeah, so we just gonna have a day off, a glorious day off tomorrow, and then Sunday we'll talk about Blackhawks Maple Leafs for like six minutes, and then talk about <laughs> this crap all over well, here, again. So here, I'm having a, actually a conversation with Mark Lazarus done, right now. We still haven't even. I know done we got to get to it. Don't worry, we're on it. Um, so Mark Lazarus is saying that Kane should just stay and see if they get Connor Bedard and then decide. And I said to Mark Lazarus, what if the Hawks don't want Patrick Kane back? Mm-hmm. And his response was, does it matter? If he publicly says he wants to come back, they'd have to sign him. No, they don't. You can't be the guy who ran Kane out of town against his wishes, and he still sells tickets yes, and jerseys, and they have all the cap space in the world. It'd be an easy call, three years, six, seven million-ish. Do not pay for past performance. Tear the Band-Aid off. Yeah. Move on. You don't have to do anything. No, they don't. That, they is, don't, a, they that, don't is, that is poor general managing. Yeah. They don't have to. I, I, I see his point. I see a road in which that happens. But but you guys are right. He doesn't have to. The guy who but traded that Alex is, to Brinkett is not worried about hurting Patrick Kane's feelings. It's it's a little different. I think it's a little... It, it, 
it holds a, a different weight. I, but then be, when do you to, let go? To be to be the guy that says, you know what, Patrick Kane wanted to come back. He wanted to get healthy. He wanted to be part of the rebuild and the future. And you know, we did get Connor Bedard. What if you know the he wants to play with Connor Bedard, and you're the guy that says, nah. That's that is a tough step to take. But I mean, but the goal, he, the goal, goal is to get to back it, to the Stanley Cup. If he wants to do it, he can do it that way. It's February seventeenth, and Patrick Kane scored his tenth goal tonight. Well, I just, yeah. I just don't know what. Yeah, you know, it's a discussion we'll have all summer. Hopefully, when sure. the Hawks win the draft lottery, and you know, if Patrick Kane hasn't been traded, we can discuss it. But I yeah, just, we can do it that. I way. just think the concept of that he has to do it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to do anything. If there's one thing that's been proven in his short tenure here is Kyle Davidson will not feel painted into a corner. Or should he? And I don't f- – listen, Kyle Davidson is – and, yeah, you're right, Mario, and I, I get where Laz is coming from. Like, it, it does put Kyle Davidson in a tough spot, but you're not running Patrick Kane out of town. You're saying, no, thanks, but no thanks. We're ready to start the next era. And if you have Connor Bedard in your back pocket – People are going to forget about that in two years. Like, winning cures yeah. all. So if you, even if you bring back Patrick Kane for a two, three-year deal, you're s- still not cup contenders while he's here. So, and Kyle Davidson doesn't care about making unpopular uh, decisions. We've seen that. So, all right. we'll see. Let's let's finish up. John our, McDonough's not here anymore, so we might not have. We probably right, don't it, have to worry about that. They'll sell tickets. If they get Connor Bedard, they're going to sell a lot of Connor Bedard jerseys too. Yeah, and a lot of tickets to see him. Bedard on his own will uh, will get that sellout streak started up I, again. I don't think Patrick Kane sells tickets anymore. I think he does. There's there's a there's a maybe I'm too there's close a portion to there's a sizable portion of the fan base that still uh, want to come to the UC to see him play. And right. you know what? Most nights he's he's usually worth it. Especially on game time. All right. There you go. Nice. Let's do our uh, four stars of the game, shall oh, we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Hawks play tonight? The three stars of the game. Number three for the Ottawa Senators, uh, Brady Kachuk. One goal, four shots on goal, and eight hits. He was noticeable. He sure Tim, Tim Stutzel, your number two star, a goal, seven shots on goal. And four more shot attempts. Appreciate the effort for my fantasy team. And your number one star, Patrick Kane. Two goals plus two, three shots, and two hits. That's right. <laughs> Forget first multi-goal game. Is this See? the first multi-hit game? <laughs> Ever, maybe. You don't need Ryan O'Reilly to throw the body around. You got Patrick Kane. Absolutely. All right, my four star of the game is going to go to Sam Lafferty, who I chose before the shorthanded goal. Yeah. Steven, can, he can verify that. A goal... He was a minus one, 18-28 of ice time, five shots on goal, five hits, and uh, one four and lost seven faceoffs. So another solid game for Sam Lafferty, who scored his league-leading fourth shorthanded goal of the year. League-leading. Very cool. I am going with uh, Seth Jones, all-star defenseman Seth Jones. uh, Finished the night plus one, led the team in ice time, 25-15 in ice time. That's four minutes more than anybody else on the team. He had five shots on goal, seven shot attempts, two hits, two block shots. Pretty much did everything that you want Seth Jones to do on a nightly basis. Jumped up in the play a couple times, almost had a goal on the power play. Unfortunately, uh, the one time he jumped up, his offensive line mates didn't 
pick it pick it up, and it led to a three-on-one going the other way. Wasn't his fault. Some One of those fours is supposed to jump back. It didn't happen. But uh, Seth Jones uh, had a really good game tonight, so that's why he gets a four-star. Well, my four-star of the game. I can't wait. Steven, just, just, just roll it. <laughs> it's Jake McCabe. What? Yes. Get the hell out of here. The man who was in the top three of the blue lines tonight for the Blackhawks, which was great. Two secondary assists, a plus two, one shot, three hits, one block, 21 minutes and 13 seconds of ice time. Uh, like we were talking about earlier in the show, there were times where, you know, he was able to kind of recover in some in some defensive spots and, and really, uh, you know, bail out the Blackhawks in, in, in a couple of uh, opportunities tonight. Um just hey that trade value keeps going up it's not a bad thing no doubt all right we're gonna do our uh we got the king of the game coming up next we're gonna do the tank sim and the tank standings we've got 88 likes let's get to 95 oh 88 nice yeah for a bonus spin we'll get to 95 we've already got two we got one banked from the last show that's true so 95 likes gets us to three 88 likes for patrick kane's last Blackhawks, CHGO, Blackhawks postgame show. I there like you it. go. There you <laughs> go. Uh, but, hey, DraftKings, you know, is the official sports betting partner of Chicago, of CHGO and All City. Uh, they've got their no-sweat NBA same-game parlays. Major League Baseball right around the corner, like in the over on those Cubs wins. Uh, that's a bet I need to make yet. I was looking for a bet to make for tomorrow, and I'm like, wow, this is great. I picked the Rangers on the money line and the over 4.5, and, and it's plus 2,000. Yeah, I misbet and I picked oh, no. the Rangers to win on the money line and Calgary to score over four and a half. Mm. So I really, really need that six five Rangers yeah, win yeah, tomorrow night. A, if it Andrew. if it happens, if it happens, I'm gonna win big. You're, you got a good <laughs> shot because Shister can play tonight. So you're okay. gonna get halak. Yeah, so uh make sure you you practice safe button when you're on DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> because uh, my fat fingers made a big mistake. Only a $5 bet. And if it hits, great. If not, hey. I've got a quarter in my account. Anyway, download the app now in my account. <laughs> and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details, and now it is time for the DraftKings pick of the week. Yeah, well, it ain't me. We are uh, we're gonna go to uh, the world of the NBA and their All Star Weekend, which I believe started tonight, continues tomorrow with the dunk contest sure. and the three point contest, and then on Sunday they have the All Star Game. It is Team Giannis versus Team LeBron. Couldn't tell you who's on either of those teams. Probably Giannis and LeBron. Uh, but we're going to go to the three-point contest tomorrow night. Uh, and some, I mean, you want to place a bet on any of these guys, the odds are fantastic. Uh, Damian Lillard and Buddy Heald are the top two uh, guys in the in the contest. They are both at plus 400. So if you want to bet a favorite at plus 400, uh, you got two options there. But I'm going to go uh, with plus 650. Uh, former Chicago Bowl legend, Laurie Markkinen. I'm going to pick him at plus 650 to win the three-point contest. Uh, I went to our uh, resident basketball expert that is currently in the room, Steven. He he told me Buddy healed, but I said, no, Laurie Markkinen. 
because that's the guy I know the most. The most hockey he was a sounding name in the NBA. He's from Finland, so it works out that way. So yeah, there you go. Plus six fifty to win the three point contest tonight. And when he gets knocked out in the first round, you can all blame me. There you go. Fair enough. All right, we got ninety eight likes. Oh, counter Bedard. All right, if we get to hundred, we'll do an extra, an extra, extra spin. Hey. I know. Both Connors in the hockey world got to 100 points tonight, McDavid and Bedard. Yeah, Bedard in 40 games. Jump change. McDavid, what was it, 56? And and if you count those seven games at the World Juniors, he had 100 three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He had 100 at the World Juniors. He's now up to 140 points. He's got all the points. 100 points in 56 games for Connor McDavid. Up over 100 likes. It's been a while nice. since we've had it. Hit the century That's mark. awesome. Beautiful. Friday night, and we're rolling here. And for a $100 uh, super chat, we'll give you 10 extra spins. <laughs> and I'll take my shoes off. <laughs> we'll, we'll spin until they win. You can hit my Venmo at... No. Um, all right, let's, let's update the tank standings, and then we will spin the wheel, the wheel, uh, four times, and then we'll wrap up. Hopefully only once. Hopefully we can have the dart on the Hell yeah. Spin. All right, the tank standings, uh, Columbus still at the top, 38 points in 55 games with this win. The Hawks uh, jump back over them or under them, however you want to look at it. The Hawks down with 39 points in 54 games. Anaheim with 40 and 55. Uh, the San Jose Sharks, 45 and 56. And the Vancouver Canucks, 46 and 55. You will notice our friends at the Coyotes are no longer hey. in the tank standings. See ya. Yeah, that's what you get. There you go. <laughs> All right, so there's where it stands now. The Hawks second overall. Now we're at uh, this new this new site. What I forget what it's called again. The Ducks are currently losing, by the way, four to two in the third period to the Kings. Prospectwatcher.com. All right, yeah. prospectwatcher.net. That sounds cool. What do we got? We got five spins because we got the initial, we got the bonus. Yeah, we got five. We have All the right. initial, the bonus, the banked. All right, and then the extra two. All right, let's do it. Yep. All right. Five total. Send Hopefully, it it's just the one. Oh, hey, there yeah. it is. What a night. <laughs> so the Hawks get the first pick. Uh, Columbus gets number two. Nashville, number three. Ooh. Uh, no, the Ducks Mitch, get number four, Mitch, and the Coyotes get number five. And the Sharks move down to six in that one. That's tough for them. So wow. there you go. All right, so we've got four in the bank now. Hey, four. let's go. Beautiful. Four for like Sunday. That. All right, we'll be back Sunday. Hey puck day. drop hey at day 5 day o'clock. Remember, 5 o'clock puck drop. Uh, so the post-game show should be around 7.45 or so, uh, maybe 8. So make sure you're there with us. It's going to be a good time. And uh, who knows? We'll have some more news to discuss by then, potentially. Maybe. Thanks for joining us. For Greg and Mario and for Steven, who's running the show, well, I'm Jay. Well, this I'm has been the CHGO. What happened? You want to do this? Oh, you got time for this? I think we can do it quickly. All right, we're doing a taste All test, right. a last-minute taste test. Oh. I completely forgot. I, I was worried about my hat. <laughs> we're, we're eating candy. Uh, okay, Mario's so I was, all the night. I was at the local uh, food place. Uh, I don't want to give them any props. Uh, but I found these uh, cookie dough Twix. I've never seen these before, and I right. thought immediately All right. that doing, the three of us, we're, we're, Jay, the four of us, Jay crossover would, uh, would right appreciate. Right there you go. A, I'm going to pretend a, like I haven't had one of these before. A cookie dough, t- <laughs> a cookie dough Twix. I, I honestly have never had one you of go, these. Steven, try one of those out. All right, here we go. Oh, you're right. good, you're good. So, yeah, live taste Let's test. Let's get that ASMR this crunch. This isn't a, a sponsored segment by Twix unless they want to sponsor it. But. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. It's, it's like a, it's not like a cookie dough that you'd find like in an ice cream. It's so almost like, like a, a stale regular Twix. It's good. 
But if you were to blind hand me this and say, what flavor of Twix is this? I wouldn't say. I would never get cookie dough. It's more of like a cookies and cream cookie dough taste. Yeah, maybe. Than a cookie yeah. dough, like chocolate chip cookie dough. What? I'm not complaining. Well, there's the cookie dough. I got it on the second bite. Mm. I mean, it's Twix. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Steven, verdict? I'm liking it. It just All tastes right. very much like a regular Twix. Mm. Well, regular Twix is caramel. Yeah. Let's this isn't to... really caramely, though. Yeah. Wow. Steven's Steven's not interested unless it's eight feet long, like his sandwiches. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Well, this was I the threw share- in the sandwich bar. <laughs> this was the shareable size. All right. Yeah, they were they're they're kind of small. That's right. Thank you. Oh. There we go. All right. I'll bring something in tomorrow. I try to bring some something fun to the show sometimes. I mean, cookie dough Twix that can't be bad. No, it's not. All right, what a, I, what a way to end the night. The Hawks the, get the first overall pick. Patrick yeah. Kane's trade value we got candy. skyrockets. We got candy. What a night. We better wrap up while we're on top of things. Again, thanks, everybody, for being here. We'll talk to you Sunday night after Hawks and Leafs on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.